Hey there, and welcome to the daily podcast where wisdom smacks us with kisses or love taps. I'm Michelle Spiva, a wisdom strengthening coach, your host, and practical priestess of wisdom. Join us daily to gain wisdom and mental strength as we tackle innovative thinking, address emotional and behavioral life traps, and yes, provide you with some practical how-tos to wrap it all up. So settle in or crank up the speed 2x, whatever gets your mental processes firing as we dive in. Stay tuned. Hello, Mona Me. This is Michelle Spiva, your practical priestess of wisdom, and I want to welcome you to today's podcast of Wisdom Smack. Mwah! You know how we do. Here is your formal invite to come with me today as we talk about being able to truly have meaning in your life, have a sense of well-being, and how to finally overthrow that addictive need for being happy. So I invite you to stick with me as we talk about how to be in pursuit of fulfillment. I'll see you on the flip. Yay! Hey there, and thank you so much for joining me today. So let's go on and talk about why we should be in pursuit of fulfillment. Um, You guys know, if you've been listening and rocking with me, that I'm a writer. And there are certain rules and guidelines you learn along the way as we try to do our best to grow our craft to write. And one of those is that you withhold the contentment, the fulfillment of the goal of the character until the end. And I uh, have been working on, you know, what wisdom is is trying to do where where I am concerned and how I can figure it out, I, I guess I should say, uh, to share with you. And I had put together an entire little series uh, going deeper and deeper into joy. And I'm going to be doing some of that. Um, but I was looking at it because today I was going to start my little talk about, you know, joy and those types of things. And I put it off and let it marinate like I am sometimes want to do. And lo and behold, it was kind of like wisdom was, wisdom was showing me that I needed a prerequisite. Now, I've talked a little bit about this prerequisite in portions of other podcasts. Uh, I've talked about how happiness should not be the goal. And I've even talked about the etymology of that word happiness coming from happenstance, meaning kind of like to uh, it's a gamble whether you get it or not. You know, mayhap uh, that you get it. Perhaps you get it. You see how hap is in all of those. And so happiness is kind of a hit or miss. And I've even talked about how if you have joy, then you have a higher uh, probability of having hits of happiness than if you simply try to go for happiness. And I was listening to uh, someone uh, who had a thought and um, 
he made a good point and he talked about it in relation to playing a lot of uh, video games. And what he talked about was how he was getting happiness by playing these games and and uh, moving through the different levels and, and uh, skills of the game. But outside of the game, the happiness didn't translate. And he realized that instead of uh, trying to find happiness, which is fleeting in a world that does not translate into the others, that maybe he might need to focus on other things. And I was, you know, nodding in agreement and thinking like, oh my gosh, I'm actually putting stuff together uh, for the podcast for this. And when he was talking about it, he did not use these terms at all. These are mine because this is, like I said, this is what I have been working on. But I jotted down joy fuel. And joy, if you will, is a consistent, obtainable, a state of being that we can work on, we can have. And in that joy, you can have happiness. And so I enjoyed uh, what he was actually saying. And it hit me at that time because he said the word and I was like, oh my gosh, that's it. He said, instead, I uh, he, he, he was talking about how he was trying to wean himself off of so many games to uh, try to find Uh, happiness outside when he realized it wasn't happiness that he was looking for or even needing outside of playing these video games. And he used a word called fulfillment. And when he said the word fulfillment, it immediately brought me back to the word fulfillment and contentment when I write and how it's a bad word until it's time. But in this case, it's not a bad word. And what what I mean by that is that we should have a pursuit of fulfillment in many different areas. And there is a hierarchy to this. So that's why today is kind of like a precursor for when I do talk about joy, sustaining it, how to act on it, uh, how to use it sometimes as a weapon, sometimes as a shield, and all of the different things that joy can bring for us in our life, especially now when we are in trying times that try our very souls. And so with this fulfillment, let's go and take a look at it. And so fulfillment is kind of like a mismatch or smush up, if you will, of two words, full and fulfill. And that mint on the back of it means that it makes it a noun. It makes it a a state of being, if you will. And so with fulfillment, um, the dictionary actually says that it is the act of satisfaction. It's the act of uh, achieving something that's desired, promised, or even predicted. It's the meeting of a requirement of a condition. It is, to put it in another point, it is the minimum requirement to get to the point of unlocking what you want. 
If you think about uh, everything that we do when we interact with with each other, if you look at it in a transactional way, it's kind of like a contract uh, to fulfill the contract means for a lot of people, because you engage in it all the time, is that you give a certain amount of fiat money, credits, or, or whatever, and that is your fulfillment. And then when you get that fulfillment, you are able to unlock what the contract has promised you. And so understanding that in order to get to this state of bliss that we like, to get to the ability to live in the land of joy, we must get into the habit of procuring fulfillment. Because fulfillment can, in some ways, be the currency that helps us to unlock our joy and our happiness. But also, fulfillment, are you ready for this one? Fulfillment is a state of always working toward your goal. And I say this because, and, and, and you guys, I hope you can hear the energy of the, because this is the wisdom smack that I got when I had to back it down and was like, oh, you're trying to go too fast. And wisdom had to work with me today. You know, I'm looking at my notes here right now. But with fulfillment or fulfilling, it is to always be getting, achieving so that we are able to satisfy our hedonistic tendencies that are within us. I like the way Amazon uh, not Amazon, it's actually Jeff Bezos, uh, when he talks about his customers. And this, I'm talking about his philosophy back in the 1990s. Mm-hmm. And he talks about how customers are, uh, and he said, predictably unrational, just like Dan Ariely, Ariely. But he also said that customers are never satisfied and that they were in the business of fulfilling their con- the customer's constant need to be satisfied. And at the time when I was studying this in grad school and like, you know, trying to learn the Tao of Amazon, I was only getting it on the retail transactional business side. But, you know, wisdom has a way of letting things marinate on the back burner and bringing them forward when they are smooth and ready to, to give you even more. fulfillment, if you will. And so when I was learning back then, way back then in 1990s in grad school about fulfillment, it was all about the logistics of movement of items, of how to put things together to make a profit, a win-win for the company as well as the customer. Uh, It was all about understanding uh, how to... uh, make the, uh, now we call it onboarding, but at the time it was just the customer experience, but how to make the customer experience great while we are fulfilling what they agreed to in their contract and all of that. And lo and behold, now we find ourselves where if you want to look at, the, at it this way and use this metaphor, you could say we are the customers and the fulfillers of our life's journey. We are wanting to receive the fulfillment and also we are the ones responsible for doing the fulfilling. And 
understanding that this is an ongoing process as well as a state of being is a duality that I never knew I would get to the point of being able to see and appreciate. Because it always amazes me how no matter how I personally try to reject and sometimes even fight that hedonistic feel of more, 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 I find myself doing more, more, more. It's kind of like if I, if I, oh, I, I have this uh, fresh bean cherries uh, kick, uh, we're almost out of season and I'm, I'm not happy about that, but I love fresh bing cherries. That's my jam. That's my snack. I look forward to it every year when it's cherry season. And I find that at that time, that's when I really have to fight because I would possibly be um, Jack Nicholson in the uh, that um, that scene from The Witches of Eastwick where he explodes from all the cherries. <laughs> and uh, if I didn't actively stop myself from consuming cherries, thank goodness I'm not allergic to them. But let me get back on to, to what we're talking about because the pursuit of fulfillment is a complex but very simple thing that helps us to unlock many different keys to helping us get closer to, you guessed it, being able to have more joy. Let me, let me run this down for you a little bit more and um, take you with me as we kind of like start to investigate this thing, okay? So with fulfillment, We've already talked about the, you know, the basic definition of it. Now it's time for us to really get into the different ways that we can look at it. And if you look at fulfillment from a 30,000 foot view, you'll look at it as an engine. Mm -hmm. It's an engine that we use. So, for instance, your job is part of your fulfillment engine and reframing a job or your work as fulfillment takes on a entirely different energy because instead of it being something that maybe you begrudgingly do or maybe you feel like you are conscripted or that you're forced to do to, to sustain a living, what it does is it gives you back the power to say, oh, I am fulfilling what I desire by using this as one of the components that runs my in, my engine of fulfillment. And also get this, that the fulfillment of a dream, if you will, is to have put together a chain of multiple fulfillments to achieve one's hopes. And the reason why I'm saying that is because fulfillment is not just about satisfying a contract. It is not just about giving us a way to contain, sustain, or even uh, multiply our, our incessant need for more, that hedonistic trap that we, we all seem to have. It is also a way for us to have a logical, even, way of getting our hopes and dreams. Now, I'm going to tell you, happiness does not allow you to do that. 
And most people find that they are in pursuit of this fleeting, capricious nature of a happenstance called happiness, a spark that makes your ego and your emotions and senses trip for a little bit. But then there's the crash. And there's something about fulfillment that I've known but now that it's in front of me, I, I must contend with it. And that is, most of the time, the fulfillment and the act of fulfilling does not feel happy. It does not equate with happiness. But if you remove fulfillment, a lot of people fall into a lesser state of happiness. Case in point, the solitary. When we look at the ravages of putting people in solitary confinement, whether it be in prison or isolation, we have many new cases right now of people who cannot uh, deal with the ravages of sustained isolation. And so they are, they are falling and succumbing to the desire to just leave this place. And it's unfortunate. And I don't have a, a succinct answer because that is not in the realm of the obvious. That is squarely in the realm of the complicated and complex. So I'm not going to even try to deal with that on this podcast. What I will say is when we give ourselves the ability to go back and to fulfill, it helps us. Even though the fulfillment might not feel good, and a lot of times it doesn't, it helps us to sustain and gain. And so going back to the gentleman that I talked about at the beginning of the podcast, who was talking about his weaning himself off of so much gaming. Now, he rightfully so, and I think wisdom wise, is not saying he's going cold turkey from from gaming. It's simply that he is understanding what the place of gaming is for him and how to get a better mix of gaming as opposed to the other things he wants in life so that the gaming doesn't become addictive and take over those areas of life. And for him, that was understanding that instead of trying to always be happy, try to be fulfilled. All right, so with fulfillment, whether it be gaming or whether it be work, there is there's just something magical about it. Fulfillment is the reason why people give free labor. There are people who volunteer and there are people who volunteer and don't even know they're volunteering. I know of a person who their hobby is finding and entering contest and it takes hours of her time. She has to read the rules to make sure that she's not wasting her time because, of course, if she's entering, she's not just entering. She wants to enter with a real chance to win. And so she spends a lot of time scouring and looking for the contest, reading the contest rules, doing the quote unquote fulfillment of the contract of the contest and alike. And I'm going to tell you, I've just got to the point where I know when I go into Facebook, there's going to be some message from her to fulfill some requirement for a contest that she's passed along to me and I just get a chuckle out of it. But for her, not only the possible reward or the, the fulfillment of the desire to win the contest is there, but the actual act of fulfillment. 
You see, the more we quote unquote work, especially when we work for a goal that we want outside of compensation for livelihood, that fulfillment gives us purpose. And when we finally realize that we have purpose and that this purpose is something that we can choose, we can control, we get full. That is why right under our noses, and this is the wisdom smack, you guys, right under our noses, the word contains part of the wisdom. You are now full. When you look at happiness, happiness is a never-ending supply of cotton candy. You taste the sweet, but as soon as you feel like you can enjoy it, it has evaporated away. And thus you have to bite into it and continue and continue, never being full, never being satiated, never being content. And that was the power for me of realizing that, oh my gosh, this is the prerequisite. We can't really even talk about joy. We can't talk about the pursuit of joy. We can't talk about living in a state of joy until we understand the process of fulfillment. And so instead of pursuing happiness, we do ourselves a huge wisdom boost by finding that which we can be fulfilled, do fulfillment and receive the fullness of the fulfillment. And I was like, whoa, when you look at it, fulfillment wraps you around like a cocoon while you are working through to your next level, to your next conquest, to your next achievement. It gives you hope. It spins out so many different gifts, trainings, and and levels, if you will, that it gives us the ability to satiate our hedonistic tendency. It gives us the ability to feel full because fulfillment makes us full. Happiness makes us long and lust for more. You know, that's why when Prince says she's never satisfied, she's looking for happiness. But if you, if that same fictitious woman, I don't know if it was fictitious or not, but I'm going to say it was a fictitious woman. That same woman that Prince talked about in that, in that song was looking for fulfillment, then she would have not been never satisfied. She would have been content. She would have been happy and she would have been able to continuously use the fulfillment to continue to fill her up. You know, I'm going through a lot of, I I know I'm in a purging season and um, in that purging season, I, I, (laughs) I actually clean up, you know, more so than I usually do. And not just things, I clean up relationships. I clean up um, financial obligations. I clean up as much as I can handle at that time. And I've been going through relationships and I have been looking at them, not by the measure of happiness, but by the measure of fulfillment on both sides. Not just what I bring and they bring, but also what we continue to work together to fulfill. Is there a longevity from this point forward 
where there is a fulfillment? Has there been any breach in our reaction or or whatever, where the act of trying to continue to be in a continuous fulfillment has been um, denigrated or degraded? And I will tell you, using those types of questions and looking at that, and and like I said, I didn't realize I was doing it because I wasn't using that word, but using that word and having marinated over this, you know, the last day or so and going back through and evaluating my life and my relationships, it's been amazing because I have been able to upgrade the relationships that matter. And I've been able to get a completely new perspective and even in some cases perception of ones that had long went, uh, been uh, past their, their usefulness. You know, sometimes you have to upgrade and demote relationship classes and types. I've talked to you guys about this before. I have talked to you about how friendship is not a word that gets bandied around uh, lightly, or it shouldn't be. And that sometimes you have to realize that we are associates acquaintances at best, when there is not an ability or a need for one side or the other to continue to fulfill the contract of the relationship so that both people have equity, not equal, equity, meaning that you get what you need and I get what I need. You get what you want and I get what I want in the interaction of the relationship. Now, this goes without saying, you cannot divorce your kids, your mama, your daddy, your relatives. Don't try that. Your spouse. Don't do that. Okay. They got papers on you. But I'm talking about the friendships that you enter into with a mutual agreement. And when you remove the need to quote unquote feel happy in those relationships and then put in what really is going on. What is the fulfillment center? What is the fulfillment engine of this relationship? Things look totally different. You get a freedom because you get new perspective. You get a new understanding or an updated understanding of what you really are doing in those interactions because some of them are simply interactions. They are not relationships and it's very freeing. And I look at wisdom, I'm like, wisdom, you just show out all the time. Who would have thought That just simply by daring to look at this conundrum of happiness and why we get duped into always wanting it, that you can teach us over and over again the power that we have to be able to take so much of our life and make it to where we can actually now have a sense of power and control over it. And in my last few minutes, I want to talk about practically how to take this concept of fulfillment instead of the concept of happiness and work it for your benefit and for the benefit of those in your life. Because that's the thing about fulfillment. Fulfillment has a way of not only affecting you, but everyone around you. So here we go. Starting with who you are and what you want. Look at what is fulfilling to you. And the reason why I start there is because that's the easiest one. 
We know if we are getting what we perceive we need from things, people's concepts, ideas, events, situations, and the like. So make a list. If there's something uh, that's coming forward, just me, 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 you know, like look at me, start there. If nothing is coming forward, look at the totality of what you can. Is what you are, start with food. What you eat, is it fulfilling? And I'm not just talking about the temporary hit of, oh, this makes me happy because this is sugary or whatever your thing is. Look at if it is a dopamine hit and a hit is going to be something that's a spark that's short. After you you look at maybe you start with your uh, food, then look at uh your your body and and the things about it are you having a fulfillment of what your body can and will do for you if it's not work on it same thing for the food then start to spread out spread out and look at uh your relationships look at your job look at your income look at everything about you and make sure that you do not supplant uh fulfillment with happiness get that out of here It's not about being happy. It's about the sense of fullness, the sense of contentment. And when I say the sense of it, meaning, can you realistically see where you will get to that point if you've not gotten there? If you can't and it's hit or miss, you're probably dealing with happiness instead of fulfillment. All right. So then after you've done the stuff to you, start looking at the stuff from you. Go back and look at all of these things again. So fulfillment from you by way of what you, meaning your mental, your mind, your world, do to your physical, your body, other people, uh, your, your finances, whatever it may be. And look and see if there are areas that you need to tweak, overhaul, redo, restart, or start. And I'm telling you, You do this with a determination to do it correctly, wisdom will show up and you will start getting guided. Now, I'm not going to say you're going to start hearing voices in your head. No, you're going to get inspirations, ideas, and things are going to pop out that you might not have considered if you had not done this in earnest. After you've done the to you and the from you, then I want you to look at the with you. And that one is where you're going to start to see a lot about your relationships because it's going to become very evident because by now you should be getting real familiar with how this fulfillment thing works in a mutual understanding. So I'm just be forewarned because I get I get notes here and there from people. You're going to figure out and start to see those who love bomb you. You know, the people that just check in to make sure you still on good ter- they still on good terms with you. They know they haven't been there as they needed to. But every now and again, they think about you and they want to send something and they want to just make sure that you're like, OK, with them so they can go back to doing what they're doing. Uh, but at that moment, they want all your attention. <laughs> OK, you're going to be able to see the love bombers. You're going to be able to see uh, tendencies that you might have that are unrealistic, that are based out of a need to fulfill and a never satisfied void of unhappiness as opposed to fulfillment, contentment, and even possibly satiation. Go through them and be real with yourself because when you go through this exercise, you're going to start to see more about yourself than the other side because when you look at fulfillment, it is what it is. Then 
after you do this, now this should take you a while. After you do this, then it's time to do an audit of your life and to look and see where do you have these areas where the hedonistic treadmill is in full swing. And if there are things that you are chasing, dreams, desires, and lofty goals, that is where you're going to spend the rest of your time trying to find and enact your fulfillment plan. So guess what, y'all? Mm-hmm. My time is up. I thank you for yours. This has been Michelle Spivey, your Practical Priestess of Wisdom with today's podcast of Wisdom Smack. Mm-hmm. Don't forget to like, share, subscribe, and I'll see you tomorrow. And that's going to do it for today's podcast of Wisdom Smack with Michelle Spiva. If you like this podcast, please help us get the word out. Like, comment, subscribe, and even share. And if you really like it, please help us continue to get the word out by considering using this show's link for Amazon. So when you want to go to Amazon and you do all of your general shopping, Uh, please use michellespiva.com forward slash AMZ. It's simple as that. It doesn't cost you anything extra. And this show might receive a little bit of commission that will go towards helping to further get these episodes out to you and to others. So thank you so much for listening. This has been Michelle Spiva with Wisdom Smack. Bye.